I think that's working, you know. Oh, golly. Oh, that was that was chaos. <laughs> Can you all hear me? Hello, everyone. Um, hi. Oh, it's been a it's been an evening. It has been an evening. Oh. So enough of this waffle. For the audio only people who hear this waffle and get annoyed every time. Let's get moving. I, I'm presuming there is sound and people can hear it. Um, I, I can see it in front of me. Tonight is... Oh, what is tonight? Tonight, we're going to be going through... So, so this, this I tweeted earlier about it. In fact, you know what? I, be, I better do that. I better go... I better do this. I better go... Um, uh, we are live. Right. I'll just, I'll just do that now. We are live. Many exclamation marks. And then pin that tweet. Uh, lovely. Happy days. Um, so, oh. <laughs> no, oh, I'm not here. Let's, let's go big face. Let's, let's get my, hello everyone. Oh, that's better. Hello. Oh, so a hundred episodes happened. Well, actually technically happened a few weekends ago. Uh, hello to everyone who was there. That was brilliant. I had a lot of fun and it was fun joining the episode afterwards as well. It was nice. Um, I don't have a drink because I didn't have time because I got in from the office and then immediately put this episode together and now it's now. <laughs> So uh, if I die midway through, if I collapse, then um, or someone who might have. Oh, by the way, Simon, you've sent me a thing, and I'll I will open it. I've just not, I've managed to not do it yesterday, and then haven't done it today. Anyway, I'll get around to it. So, oh, professional as ever. Yes, indeed. Waffle, waffle, waffle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, I remember. I am waffling hopelessly. Let's get cracking, for goodness sake. So it's me. We're going to talk. The whole point of this episode is not it's not self-indulgent. Well, maybe a little bit. But it's to, to remind us what we've done. Because actually, there's quite a lot of episodes that are quite good. That I've quite enjoyed going back and reminding myself of to put this together. And um, it's also to allow you to ask any questions that you haven't, uh, that maybe you didn't get a chance to ask. Or, or maybe it's episodes that you've forgotten about. Or episodes that you didn't watch. Uh, any questions that come up, we'll try and get through them. within. We're going to try and get through 100 episodes in an hour. We'll see how we do on that front. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, well, just, we're, we're going to get cracking. But anyway, so that's all fine. Let's go back to no phase. There's no news because I didn't have time to set up. There's no coronavirus stats because I didn't have time to set it up. So there's going to be a next week to pre-record. So there aren't any of them and then either. So we're going to be behind. And then the week after that, it's going to be an interesting report. But I will catch up with some of the news, I think. But we might need to just do a news catch-up episode the week after. Um, uh, yeah, it's fine. We'll do the corona stats in a couple of weeks. Uh, by that point, we'll have had a good little trace as well, I think. Um, I think, given all the tweets about trains being full, I think we're going to be a fair chunk of the way back up again. Um, I, I might post the... What I might do is post the stats on Permanent Rail Engineering's Twitter account um, tonight, just, just so it's done. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do... There is quite a bit of news, uh, huge amounts of news, um, but we're going to do that later. Oh, so... Let's do this thing. Uh, what what are we starting with? Yeah, all these episodes. Look at them all. Look how many episodes there are. And they can all fit nicely into a lovely high-quality PNG here with all of them in a nice array because I updated all the original thumbnails with uh, with Appleberry font. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Um, that is self-indulgent. What we're going to do is... No, no, the Big Face label isn't new. I think we've had, we've had like, months of... Or there's certainly, like, quite a few episodes of the Big Face label. I'm, I'm pretty sure we have. Anyway, right. Enough waffling. Let's get cracking, shall we? Uh, let's kick off the show. You know what I need to do, though? Because uh, I haven't actually written it down here. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to this bit where I'm going to... And you're going to hear the critical ping because, you know what I've not done? 
uh, every episode of hashtag rail natter so far brackets all episodes comma summarized there we are. it's as if it's as if a professional has put it together and everything is fine and working well uh, as you can see oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to tonight's show! Oh, there it is, look, it's Intercity 225, and it is fading away. Look at that, lovely. Oh my goodness. And look, it's my miniaturized face. Um, so there is me. Do you remember this thing? This whole RailNatter thing, how it started? Uh, it was a long time ago. It was absolutely blinking ages ago, in fact. Um, and if we jump, you remember the first episode? It was episode, well, kind of subsequently renamed. Basically, we did it on uh, Periscope um, and uh, subsequently renamed and then renamed again. I very much called it the Shonky Pilot because the only trouble with it being the first episode that people watch if they start watching the like the playlist is that it's dreadful and it doesn't give them the best feeling of what it's like, which is kind of why at some point I need to put together a bit of a Rail Natter trailer, a compressed sort of trailer of what Rail Natter actually is. I've no idea how I'm going to do that. Please do send your suggestions for your favourite bits in all the episodes. If any of you have got too much time on your hands, go back and find your favourite bits where maybe I lose my shit or something uh, and, and suggest those to me so that I can compress them into a trailer of some kind. Uh, all suggestions welcome. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, we just did a bit of a Q&A on High Speed 2 and to be honest, we didn't get that many people involved. We got a few people, it was nice, it was a good Q&A but it wasn't as much as we kind of get nowadays for, for episodes where loads of people get involved. But it, it was still nice. It was a bit of a soft start and it went well and, and I enjoyed it to the point where I decided to do another one. And the next one, if you remember Britain's Rail Pinch Points, this one, I don't think this one had any slides. This was just, again, it was me, just my face. Um, but um, uh, it was through YouTube, so it was the higher quality. But it was still sort of a bit shonky. We hadn't quite, you know, I, I could have used some, some slides here, but I didn't. Um, it was only really by episode two. Uh, this was talking about pinch points, by the way. Episode one was talking about pinch points. Uh, it was talk. It was it was off the back of that Channel Four documentary that I'd been in with uh, what's his face, um, and uh, it was trying to be used as an excuse to. Well, to be honest, it ended up being quite a good documentary because they did for one the first time a documentary actually placed the blame squarely at the foot of government, at the feet of government in a way that I hadn't seen in a documentary before. So it was actually not a bad documentary, even though. Um, he had himself fronting it. But anyway, that was episode one. Episode two is where we kind of started getting a feel for the format, wasn't it? I quite enjoyed episode two. And going back through it was quite nice. Uh, we talked about uh, 158s, uh, which is like my favourite DMU probably because I used to travel in them a lot as a kid. These are the trains that I grew up with. And we were talking about kind of why people feel attached to certain types of train. For me, it's because these are what I grew up with. These are the tr these were trains. This was a train. It was it was a box that moved around and you went in it and if and you got in it and you were going somewhere amazing and magical. I was going to the far north. I was going to Carl Lacolche. I was going to Dundee because my brother had to see the orthodontist. I don't know. But it was always a very, very exciting experience. And I was very pleased when we hopped on a train. You know, we were going to like Huntley or I was hop you know, I was hopping on to go on my bicycle. Actually, by the time I was going on bicycles, it was a 170. That's another story. But um, also it gave us an excuse to um, reminisce about the uh, the Class 151, which is uh, just an awesome looking unit. Look at that. We should. I wish it, it, I wish it still existed, basically. It don't anymore. Very sad. Oh, very sad. What documentary was the was the real pinch points? I don't know. Search 
Britain's rail pinch points. No, that's not right. Search. Oh, I can't remember, actually. Uh, if you search my name and pinch points on Twitter, it'll come up. Um, yeah, they're still running in Aberdeen, the, the 158s. Then we uh, hop forward to episode three, which was talking about rail over the Pennines. This is a bit of a random episode, actually. We just kind of looked at the Pennines. So first of all, we defined what the Pennines were. Uh, you can see the watershed there, and, and essentially we defined some rules for how many lines cross the Pennines. I can't remember what the point of this episode was. It was just kind of a fun... Uh, it was sort of a fun exploration of uh, of the railways across the Pennines, but it was making a point because we looked, we compared it to like the, the railways over the Pennines with the the railways across the Central Belt, and there's a bit of a bleak feeling. Uh, it's a shame that this hasn't changed at all. You know, we, there are more closed railways than open railways over the Pennines, um, and none of them are electrified. Uh, oh, I should put my little face up in the corner, shouldn't I? Shall I, shall I do it? Shall I, shall I come up in the corner? Hello, it's me. I'm in front of the 2020, but that's fine. Also, look, it's um, it's cabin sketch. Remember the old font? I definitely prefer the new one. The old one's kind of fine, but I, I see it around a lot, and it also doesn't come up quite as nice in thumbnails. So I, I'm a big fan of the old... I'm a big fan of Applebury. I think it, it for me, it feels more rail natter, although I suppose it's a little bit reminisce to, to to look back at these slides anyway um so yeah, i was looking at wires over the pen uh, or the, the kind of the it was interesting to just look at the pennines in abstract that was quite fun uh, suggestions for episodes like that that were a bit kind of um abstract again I, that'd be fun enjoyed that um then we had our first guest we were honored to have mike muldoon who is who's a lot of time for mike um hello shout out to mike um Chris McKenna saying, "Was it a background primer to why reopening Woodhead isn't the best idea?" Yeah, possibly. Actually, that's that's a good point. Uh, it could it could have been that, Chris. Yeah, uh, very good point. Uh, the point was my enthusiasm for reopening Woodhead. Thank you, uh, Renault Twinko. Yep. Uh, the only thing listed. Wait, what? The only thing listed on my IMD. I don't have an IMDb page. Uh, that's not me. Sure. How many crayon episodes have I done? I think I've only done two. Well, well, no, you're right. There are crayon episodes, Matt. You're right. I I can't um. I can't remember. Uh, two, I think. We'll get to those. We will get through them, Matt. Don't worry. We're going to go right the way through all of them. Episode four was about hydrogen trains with Mike, and it was it was a really good episode. There's lots of detail. Um, you know, there's there's quite a lot of inf interesting information. Uh, the slides uh, look appear to have gone a bit a bit busty. Uh, that's a bit weird. I presume it's because there was some custom Alstom fonts in there or something. I don't know. But there's quite a lot of interesting information in there, and um, uh, yeah, well worth uh, well worth jumping back to that episode if you want to find out. Obviously, I've written about hydrogen trains since, so it's probably worth reading that in context as well. Um, to see why things haven't happened but uh yeah that, that was a good it was a really good episode and, and it, it showed that the guest format works quite nicely and so that was a bit of a stepping off point that that was really i think the, when that happened suddenly it was like oh wait this this is potentially a thing this this could be a thing because uh, the thing about rail natter is that it's not um it's just me and uh people are telling me i do have an imdb page that's very strange i did not think that and some I don't, that's very weird well, maybe if we've got time, we'll look at that at the end of the episode. Um, Rail Natter is about, uh, like, it's just one person, and podcasts don't work with one person, really. It's a bit random. It's a bit uh, sound of your own voicey, which admittedly isn't. But what makes Rail Natter good and nice and special and a thing that I cherish and love anyway is you lot in the chat, um, is the interaction. Uh, and so that gives it a bit of a vibrancy. It means people can get involved. Um, and I can talk enough that it sort of then works in audio-only format, but it but it feels like there's a bit of a discussion happening because um, of the you lot in the chat, you lovely lot, um, acting me in and asking questions. So 
Yeah, so I think it works, but having a guest elevates it a lot, uh, particularly for pre-records. Having a guest mean, means that I do pre-records with a guest and it kind of works, you know, without being too much of a problem. Although, obviously, it's nice to, for you lot to be able to question guests too. Um, so it was, a, it was a big moment, really, I think, having a guest in. So, uh, Mike, thanks so much. Uh, you're a great guest. Maybe we'll have you back to see what progress is. In fact, we'll definitely have Mike back to, to talk about progress. Episode five, we had Dr. DT as our second guest, uh, friend of the, very dear friend of the show. And we talked about beer. There we are. Obviously, there's St. Pancras. Could not talk about St. Pancras. But yeah, we chatted about beer with uh, Dr. DT. It was great. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, 22nd of March 2020 was the first uh, the first ever rail natter. Is that right? Oh, crikey. Yeah. Um, yeah, the chat is definitely the best bit of rail natter. Yeah, or one of the best bits. Yeah, thanks, Michael C. Um that's the date on the YouTube upload. No, I think it was a bit before that. No, no, the first episode was after. So I uploaded the first episode after the second episode went up. So you, you'll have to do a bit of digging. You have to go back to Periscope to work it out, or possibly the last, the last, uh, the first mention of Rail Hour as a hashtag on Twitter. Right, episode six. Now this was a, a beast, and I loved every second of it. The APT episode, the alternative history APT episode, and there was some corking stuff in this one. Um, not to, oh, I forgot to get rid of all the animations. That's, that, in fact, that's intensely annoying. I'm going to wait a minute. Control A and uh, remove animations. We don't want animations for this. There we go. That's better, isn't it? Um, no, not yet. Steady on, Tim. Uh, yeah, no, we, we there's the APT episode. And one of them was, for example, like making this nice comparison um, with um, of, of our our magical APT, our made-up APT with, with the 390 and kind of comparing them, which is quite interesting. Um, I really did enjoy, uh, I really did enjoy this uh, this episode it was good fun it'd be great to do another alternative history actually they're just they're quite time consuming so you need to think of a good subject a subject that i think the, the reason i did this one is because it embodies quite a lot it captured a lot it captured like why hs2 is a good idea it captured why beaching wasn't necessarily it captured uh rose tinted spectacle stuff that i think is a running theme um uh running theme uh kind of through uh, through all of Rain Latch episodes, the idea that you know context is critical and political context, you know, technology is doesn't exist in isolation. So yeah, it was a really great episode. I'd absolutely, I just it was I, it was just a lot of fun, and I, I'm glad. I think all of you enjoyed it as well. Um, uh, good feedback, and we got Tim on Tim to talk about the architecture of the railways built, which was lovely. Um, that was a really fun. The first one was really fun because uh, it was just it was quite early on, and it was the, the architecture was new. It was quite it was still quite bit of an unknown but tim was kind of riding on the end I mean, he's exhausted bless him because he always is exhausted because he does way too much um but he uh he was just he, he got numbers back and people were in people were watching it in big big numbers and the whole industry had come out to bat for it and it was just really nice it was just a lovely episode um uh that was episode seven yeah and obviously we had um seven junction signal box but uh possibly one of the my favorite bits was actually these things these slices of potential replacement bridge at ribblehead I, I thought these were great fun um really like these particularly this one in the foreground it's, it's a terrific looking concrete like concrete arch uh sort of um i don't know what the exact structural form i mean it's an arch structure with with this sort of vertical ribbing uh, providing the support for the deck above it's just really satisfying it, it's it's quite literally the inverse it's like a, a, as pure as it can be the inverse of a suspension bridge suspension a suspension bridge is a precise is the precise inverse of, a, of an arch bridge the reason why suspension bridge is so spindly is because it's relying on everything being in tension whereas an arch an arch bridge is relying on everything being um in compression so um yeah i, I just really like that so that's they're cool uh, i'd love to go and see them i need to remind myself exactly where they are they're in one of the community museums then we did a fourth bridge episode i think this was a pre was this a pre-record oh no maybe it wasn't a pre-record 
I can't remember. I never, no, it wasn't a pre-record, because I think Morpeth was my first pre-record. Um, we did The Fourth Bridge. This was a bit of a cheeky episode, because it was just me kind of basically reading through my article on The Fourth Bridge. But it was, it was fun, because we got to explore some stuff. And, and we explored some interesting thematic stuff on... Um, uh, on on the fact that everyone talks about the four, well, people remember the fourth bridge, but they don't talk about the new infrastructure that had to be constructed for the benefit of the fourth bridge, and indeed the knock on effect, the negative knock on effects um, that the construction of the fourth bridge had on capacity through Edinburgh. And so we kind of explored that a bit, which is good fun. So uh, yeah, it was, that was a good episode. And uh, as an FYI, I will definitely be going up into the fourth bridge this year for a rail natter episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm hoping I'm going to be getting up in March. We'll see what happens. That's, uh, you heard it here first, folks. Um, episode nine, we had John on. Uh, this was the only ever rail natter that didn't go out on a Wednesday. So this is the only week where rail natter, for the, for the, tr the rail natter trivia fans, um, the uh, the episode nine, uh, John was very ill, bless him. So we we delayed to Friday, and it was a great episode. It was good fun. We we looked at some history. We looked at some rankings. We spoke a lot of nonsense about uh, uh, John's rankings versus my thoughts on rankings. John kind of won me around, and then I, I swung away again in more recent months again. But I, I John John fought a fair fight for his his rankings at the different stations. It was good fun. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a great episode. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so there was uh, quite a lot, quite a lot of detail in there. It was quite a long episode. It was good fun. Um, episode ten, we had my old chum, uh, Mr. Priestley, on. Alex joined us to talk about weather. Uh, I should have called this Railways versus Weather because it's part of the Railways versus series, isn't it? But um, at this time, I called it Weather versus Railways, and uh, it was good. There was a lot of detail. We talked about Dolish. We talked about all sorts of things to do with weather. We talked about weather, the interaction of weather and climate. Actually, a lot of the slides in here for my. Uh, I, I now use these as the basis of, a, of, a, of some of my teaching material at the Permanent Way Institution. So, uh, yeah, it was a good episode. It was nice to have Alex on with his incredibly loud fan. Um, uh, yes, so time it right, and I'll be on the bridge for the 124th Rail Natter. Oh, that's that's uh, that's, inter that's an interesting one. <laughs> live live uh, broadcast from that shed, or oh, maybe. Anyway, right, so sorry, that, we were getting away from ourselves. So, yes, we had Alex with us, didn't we? Didn't we? Um, Oh, crack. We're only at episode 11. Okay, right. Uh, Melanie joined us. Melanie, fantastic guest. We have to get Melanie back at some point um, to talk about um, trains not crashing into each other uh, going from A to B. Uh, it was a great episode. We had lots of details. Melanie stood in front of many, many relays. Uh, it was great. It was a really fantastic episode. Lots of detail. It was a really nice kind of um, nerdy, juicy, uh, sort of uh, techie episode about signalling. And it's a really nice compliment. Uh, it compliments the other signalling episode that we did much later uh, really nicely. The, the two uh, really nicely kind of compliment each other. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Melanie. That was a terrific episode. Really enjoyed that. Melanie's lots of uh, lots of fun and very, very knowledgeable. So a really good person to have on as a guest. We had Dr. DT back to talk about beaching. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, yeah, episode 12, beaching. And what do we learn about uh, beaching in this episode? Well, we learned to, to stop moaning and ranting about beaching and to start going on about these people who are the ones who actually signed off on the the the, the sacrifices and the slices and the problems on the, on the railway. Um, and we basically learned to stop referencing beaching. I'll remember this. Stop referencing beaching. Stop it. Stop doing it. <laughs> um, and we had Jeff on. Remember, does anyone know? Of, anyone heard of Jeff? He's called Jeff Marshall. He does a he has, he has a very small YouTube channel. He does kind of some sort of videos and, and bits and pieces. Yeah, worth going and checking out. Uh, yeah, we had Jeff on, and um, uh, he was talking about just general underground stuff. It was just an excuse to get Jeff on and chat about stuff. Um, and uh, there's Jeff looking 
pleased uh, inside a fun and slightly strange uh, spiral staircase that you can uh, wander up and down in the, in the shoe. That was a fun episode, actually. We, we, we shall have to do another collaboration. Um, episode 14. Well, we, we did collaborate a bit, didn't we, on the HS2 video. Episode 14. Oh, building railways, but with less... We had Prab on. Prab joined us. Uh, my colleague, Prab. And we were talking about... We, we covered quite a lot of things, but we talked about embodied carbon and operational carbon, and we talked about calculators for carbon, and we talked about uh, quite a bit in relation to how how we currently uh, calculate carbon emissions of construction. And uh, it, was, it was a good episode. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. There's a, there a lot of interesting stuff to pick up and, and hopefully some food for thought. It was good. And we had Charlie on. Uh, Charlie joined us to talk about art on the underground. It was a long episode. We covered a lot of art on the underground. Uh, possibly my favourite. We're talking about labyrinths, so I, I, I quite enjoyed the um, discussion about uh, the, the, the various mazes across the network. Uh, that was good fun. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's a, a very uh, it's a good it's a fun episode. And we were talking about some of the themes that came up in architecture actually, which was about the fact that you know um, public transport is a public space, and, and public those public spaces shouldn't be stripped to the bare minimum and the cheapest lowest common denominator junk these are places and spaces that people spend time in and they should be places that are pleasant engaging uh and and uh and and stimulating in fact you know so uh yeah it's good andrew white joined us talk about the upsides of closing railways a fun kind of contrarian episode but obviously it was talking about the the kind of the assets that you get with 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 this infrastructure that that has been left behind and and what what you can do with it so it it was a fun episode i enjoyed that um, whether we should be converting any former railways into BRT is is uh, bus rapid transit, which doesn't exist by the way. It's just it's just better buses. That's fine. Um, is is or narrow gauge? I, Andrew and I didn't agree on the narrow gauge stuff, but it's it's some interesting discussion we had at the end of the episode. I think. Ah, Woodhead episode seventeen, the Woodhead route. We did do Woodhead. Oh, any questions here? Uh, the concrete episode. Which was the concrete episode? When was that? Uh, labyrinth, not maze. Yeah, I did say labyrinth. Uh, I said labyrinth to start with. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't know. Did we do? We, oh, yes, it was the concrete episode. Sorry, Prabs was the concrete episode. Yes. Um, ah, good stuff. Uh, the art one was really good. Yes. Uh, hello, hello, uh, hello, Jennifer. Hello. Um, episode seventeen, the Woodhead route. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about the fact that basically, if you were going to reopen Woodhead, you'd end up with a new alignment, pretty much for the whole thing, with new construction into Sheffield, new construction into Manchester it would be a completely new railway. So at that point, why are you using that slightly weird dog-legged route when you could actually potentially cut an alternative, um, more direct route from Sheffield to Manchester? You know, I think there's a... So that was a, that was a fun episode. I enjoyed that. It was uh, debunking that one of many red flags. And of course, it's this. it came up with this quote, this quote that I made up in this episode, which was, just because closing a railway was a bad idea doesn't mean that reopening is a good idea. Uh, and I absolutely think that's the case for when people go on and on about Woodhead. So uh, yeah, it was a good episode. I think it was one of the benchmark episodes. And then Morpeth, I think possibly the first pre-record, episode 18, Morpeth Curve and all the trouble it causes. This is a fun one. We need to, I need to do a collaboration, maybe revisit this or another theme with um, um, Red for Danger, the, the other podcast. Um, is it Red? No. Also, I, what's the name of their podcast? Everyone, what's the name of the, po- the 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 railway accidents podcast? It's very very good, and we need we're overly due a collaboration. What's it called? Tell me. Oh, CNER. Hello, CNER. Uh, haven't been able to catch a live one in a long time. Hello. Uh, thanks. Yes, I I owe I owe you some stuff. Uh, hello. <laughs> yes, hello. Hello, the reeds. Uh, yes, I owe you some stuff. Uh, CNER. Uh, I'll be on it. Right. So. Uh, yes, we were talking about bulldozing bungalows with sleeper trains and also appearing to place uh, 
police officers on top of them. Uh, this is a, 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 it's a fun episode. I quite enjoyed this episode, even though it was a pre-record, so I didn't have you lovely lot with me. But um, yeah, we were just talking about uh, bungalows and the curse of Morpeth, uh, and, and we talked a bit about Morpeth boards and things. Yeah, it's a fun one, a fun and a short one to skip back to and, and watch. Um, yes. And now, in episode 19, Stem or Steam, uh, with Lucy. Lucy Pryor joined us, and we... This came out from whether... I, I don't... I, and I continue to vigorously disagree with the idea that, that Steam should be called... That Stem should be called Steam. I, I think the the value in Stem being a thing itself is is, is dubious. But I, I think adding arts to Steam, I continue to think that it undermines... It, it, it seems to suggest that engineering is not an artistic or a creative... Uh, kind of kind of pursuit. So I, I, I remain unconvinced. Um, but it was a fun episode. Lucy joined us. We talked about oh, there's a guy's junk. Um, we talked about uh, we talked about all sorts of things. Actually, it was a bit it's kind of a, a bit of a, a whirly gig of an episode. We kind of covered all sorts. Um, yes, real railways have curves, Miley C. Well, not ones that are ninety degrees with one hundred twenty five miles an hour either side. Episode twenty. Ah, now this was fun, and I've got. I've got, so just what dot, dot, dot should Britain's Railways have anyway? Several of these. The trouble is it felt a bit silly to be coming up with these in the midst of, like, Williams and in the midst of IRP and blah, blah, blah. So they kind of went on the back burner. But episode 20 was, so just what structure should Britain's Railways have anyway? Which I quite enjoyed. Um, And we ended up with maybe a bit, it ended up, like, the outcome was like, oh, this seems a bit messy. There's loads of, we're proposing to have loads of train operating units. But I stand by it. I actually stand by it. I stand by the auto. I stand by the way that this structure would provide autonomy for for the urban areas, um, and for the kind of the regions. And then you'd have a single in-city operator. I, I kind of stand by the structure. So you'd have one in-city uh, kind of national operator, the in-city operator. You'd have uh, nine regional operators. So you'd have the country being split into nine uh, regions, and then you'd have thirteen sort of um, urban. Uh, operators that would be tied to um, kind of urban uh, kind of you know, they, they, they'd be tied to the combined authorities or the elected mayors in those respective areas I stand by I, I, I do stand by this um, so uh, do, 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 do. oh yeah there's there's a little map showing how the region so it doesn't look so crazy when you split the regions like that but you can see I kind of have this the, the transport for Devon is its own one which um there was a logic behind it. I think it was because of the urban areas that you have, and it just meant that there was an even split of population. I think that's right. Is that right? That we went anyway. Go back to the episode to watch and find out. It was it was fun. I enjoyed it. I, I was uh, I, I, and it will we I will do more sort of episodes a bit like that because I think it's a, it's a worthwhile and interesting episode. Ah, now relevant for for reasons. Uh, episode twenty one. Light rail is not a metro and other gripes. Well, advances on this. I think advances on this. So we kind of talked about like people movers, trams, light rail, medium capacity rail, rapid transit, metro rail, commuter rail. Actually, we, we kind of said that these are the categories we should stick with. I think these categories are all stupid now. I've changed my mind um, and there are going to be new categories. Um, it was basically like the, the whole point of this is if it's a metro, great. If it isn't a metro, ask why. Uh, and it was about the, you know, the hashtag not a metro sort of theme. But I've been working on... A uh, new flowchart. We're going to do a, a number two episode of this coming up. Uh, a, another rail matter looking at this, where we're going to sort of create our own categories that are more meaningful to, and it should be what everyone else calls things, and it'll be what I call things, how I categorise things. Uh, this isn't the final flowchart, by the way. This is the work in progress one. That uh, rightly so, people have pointed out that it doesn't quite work because I need to. Um, th- there needs to be a, a capacity element for the bus thing, and I need to maybe split the the non train stuff into a bit more but anyway it's a work in progress um and uh yeah i, I think this 
this, this is going to be a fun episode. So when I finally finish this flowchart, we'll do an episode on it. So uh, TBC on that front. Then we had Gary along. Gary Keener joined us. Episode 22, Making Electrification Stick. And then we kind of talked a bit about the book, but mostly it was talking about kind of little innovative whiz gigs. Uh, we talked about fizzy knitting as well, uh, Project Fizzy Knitting. Uh, we talked about some of the innovations that are making electrification, um, well, stick, but also just kind of less complex and, and something that theoretically is more de- more rapidly deliverable, which was good. It was really, it was a good uh, uh, Metro 2 electric boogaloo. Yes, thanks, Brian. Um, yes, so, uh, so this was a good episode, yeah. Um, ah, then Luke doesn't look too bad from uh, from your end. I just had some weird connection issues. Uh, everything fine? Tell me if there's anything, at me if anything isn't fine. Um yeah, this is great. I need to do some more art ones. We need to speak to some... Of the, I'd like to speak to the architect from Crossrail. I think that'd be really nice. Just actually speak to some of the architects and, and get get a really sort of, you know... As I said, I think, you know, uh, public transport spaces are special. They're very special. And actually, there's a, a real value in us making them special places to be, not least because it makes them appealing places to be and people feel comfortable and safe travelling by train uh, and indeed find it an enjoyable experience. So... Um, yeah, so this this is a really nice episode and showing how kind of liminal these spaces can feel and, and it was really, really good. Episode 24, we had Edward Lee joining us. Uh, is road pricing the future? Uh, this is a good one, another very, like eminently relevant one. Uh, and we looked at uh, kind of motoring income and motoring outgoings and the fact that the income from motoring is uh, less than the outgoings in the current tax regime, uh, which was interesting. So then we looked at kind of, um, okay, if you change that to, to, to road pricing, what would be the difference so you look at the the if you had a user cost and then had a certain factor, what could those, uh, you know, what could the tax revenue be, ignoring kind of VD and uh, and fuel duty, and it was yeah it was interesting to to look at that uh, look at those figures and basically to find out that oh man I really should have got rid of the animations in here, um, for this for this episode uh, hopefully I don't think there are any more uh, there are some let me just get rid of those uh, good fine whatever. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, sorry. So, so it's looking at current tax revenue, looking at potential road pricing revenue, and saying that you can you can shape road pricing to be pretty much cost neutral. Um, and given that fuel duties continue to be frozen, that's not um, it's not a yeah, it's not a not a crazy idea. We're on episode twenty five. We need to pick the pace up, don't we? Rail matter episode twenty five. The engineer's guide to being a good crane easter. This is crane easter episode one. And we, we, we kicked off Network 2050, or rather the shaping. Network 2050 existed for a long time, but this is the episode that turned it into being a specific project related to you lovely volunteers that are doing that work in the background. So this was some stuff that Will Deacon had been pulling together. We looked at um, seven rules for crane easting, which was think about what it's for, think about what it's for again. Don't just reuse old alignments. Don't just bulldoze everything. Mimic real railway geometry. Slap a cost on it. Use big numbers and don't do anything fancy. These are our rules for crane easting. Um Episode 26, how do sleeper trains work? We had Edward Schofield joining us um, to talk about sleeper trains. I think this picture is the one that like embodied the challenges, the kind of inter-border challenges that you have. Um, it was a it was a good episode. Uh, lots of you have been asking for a sleeper train episode, and still some of you ask for more sleeper train episodes. We'll, we'll, we'll do more. Um, it's an interesting subject, isn't it? Episode 26, ah, the TDNS. Oh, good grief. Yeah, so this is a page turn through the TDNS, which was obviously a beast. It was the longest episode up to that point by a long way. Um, and and kind of this is probably the most important slide, which was looking at the ratio of um, of uh, electrification of kind of electrification versus hydrogen and battery. Actually, I've updated this slide now. This is the version of the slide I use now. It looks like this. So obviously, it's got the new font. And I've got rid of the kilometers. I'm just looking at the percentages, and you can see 86% versus nine, 86% conventional electrification, 9% hydrogen, and 5% battery. So I've just tidied it up to make it a little bit more clear as to uh, what the 
what the priorities are uh, and how you would you know what the, what the tdns determined based on science uh, still need an urban transit crane easting episode we do don't we the challenge with that is it's outside of my personal engineering expertise so we need someone else to come and join us yeah um so ah quail rail uh quail natter uh british quail all of the above quails on rails dr dt joining us again to talk about quails this was a brilliant episode there's a quail very nice there we go you can hear it again there it is this is a bit where i work out whether i've like looped the audio on this one and it's going to keep going around forever it might be anyway point being there is a quail um and this was an interesting episode this was an interesting episode for a variety of reasons um but it kind of went through, like, it really broke down supply chains in a really interesting way and in the kind of complexities of, of supply chains. It was brilliant. I, uh, it, was, it was just a great episode. And uh, so, yeah, we, we kind of went through all these things of, like, time and, and, and distance criticality and uh, and, and uh, just and, and growth and decline. It was just a really, really, really good, interesting episode. Um, uh, it has nothing to do with quail maps, unfortunately. We, we tried to work out whether it did. It has nothing to do with quail maps. Episode 29. A hundred-ish uh, ways for railway rails to fail. This was a fun episode as well. I, kind of a low-rated episode. People it kind of went under the radar, this one. But actually, I was quite pleased with the outcome of this one. Um, does anyone remember this one? Uh, there, we kind of went through, went through loads of surface defects. We went through all sorts of defects of rails and ways that railway rails fail. And it allowed us to learn loads of stuff about kind of, uh, kind of different defects and, and how they might be caused. And also how we maintain railways. There's loads of stuff. Um, but I, I think possibly it got... Um, I think possibly it got overshadowed by um, uh, by Perry Bar uh, railway station, uh, and it was like the worst station design ever. It was just one of the most hilariously bad, and the, the graphics in it were like from a computer game in the nineteen nineties. It was just, yeah, it was like Need for Speed two levels graphics. It just so uh, perhaps it got overshadowed by the, the Perry Bar fun, but anyway, yeah, there we go. Uh, we remember that. So, ah, then we had our first, yeah, the first of our um, Young Rail Professional Rail Week episodes with Harriet Glenn. Uh, it's the skills episodes. We need to do more episodes on skills, actually, because it's something I'm very passionate about. I was having an argument with someone recently about why skills and, and how, why there is a skills shortage. And she, she seemed to think it's because universities are privatised. There's loads of stuff wrong with universities, but that's not why it is. Um, ah, it's more animations, look. Anyway, so we looked at some of the issues, you know, increasing awareness at school level, investing in apprenticeships and on-the-job training, uh, promote potential career progression in a range of roles. Uh, you know, fragmentation is a problem there. Um, addressing the gender pay gap and improving uh, the image of the industry. You know, visible role models and myth busting. So some some good sort of things that we could do to to sort of uh, improve things, but um, sadly all basically futile because we obviously have to remember that the trouble is uh, the challenges we have in the industry are fueled by these people, particularly HMT there at the front. So there's only so much we can do. But anyway, it was, a, it was a good episode. It was fun to have Harriet on. We should have Harriet, Harriet on again at some point. That'd be good. Um, ah, another linchpin rail natter episode, I think. This was... Uh, I, I was very proud of and pleased with this episode. Not least because it has captions. All the others have, like, auto-captions. This one's got... Um, uh, this one, Doug... Thank you so much, Doug, for doing the captions for this one. Episode 31, uh, Level Boarding. And uh, and the and we kind of came out with conclusions of number one, use the standards that we already have. Number two, buy trains that actually fit the standard. And number three, start a rolling national program of platform corrections to fit the current standard. There we are, done, solved, solved it. That's level boarding, easy. 
Um, and uh, also, it was like I raised the you know, what the campaign for level boarding is. Uh, it's my logo there. It's a bit of a weird logo, but actually, quite it's LB. See, it's a, like a, a level platform bit. It's kind of got a anyway. There you are. Yes, level boarding. Um, Richard Long joined us for episode thirty-two, the Island of Tube Trains, and uh, my favourite within bit. I mean, there was loads of really nice visual feasts in this episode. And Richard's is lovely and learned lots from him. But uh, I think my favourite, my favourite slide has to be this one of them gauge clearing uh, the trains going through and it kind of emulate with with the stock that uh, uh, is still there was still there there now, now the old stock running and um, they just shoved the plywood shape to see whether the d trains would fit through i love that that's great gauging in action there we go yeah episode 33 boris's stupid uh fixed link to northern ireland and whether it would work and uh we looked at uh we looked in fair detail at quite a few of the different routes the kintyre galloway isle of man irish mail and tuscar route and um, we came upon the fact that the Galloway route is the more favourable option to go to Northern Ireland, but because uh, we you know we got the stats up here, but we decided that um, it was the quickest for me in York as well actually. But I we decided that actually I, I still think the Irish Mail route and an upgrade of the North Wales Main Line is is the better overall option actually. So uh, despite the fact that it's more a much bigger engineering challenge, but yeah, the Galloway route is actually the one that the, the explodey one. Um, is is the is the favoured route actually? There's what we discovered in that one. So uh, yeah, this was good. this was good fun. Um, yes, the link is technically feasible. So uh, episode thirty four, we had John John C Stone joined us, uh, a correspondence guide to Europe's railways, and um, uh, I think my favourite bit of this was was this image that 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 John brought up showing all of the different S-Bahn systems, suburban rail systems in in Germany, and this like the UK. I will be creating it and doing an episode on this. For first of all, I'm going to do one for the East Midlands, so that's an episode that's going to come up soon. But then I'm going to do them for, I'm going to do an episode on like what suburban rail should look like in Britain. You know, that would be uh, ideal. So, so yeah, we're going to do that and have a look, uh, and kind of look at the UK and look at what those maps might be like. I think that'd be really interesting. So we'll do that. That'll be fun. But uh, yeah, thanks, John, for joining us. Uh, I know you possibly still listen to the audio-only forum. Hello, John. Hi. Green rail matter happened. Oh my goodness. Uh, scenic rail tours of an hour-ish in length. Episode 35, we went from Inverru to Elgin. I will be doing more of these, but this the idea for this was it was a bit of a trial for um, for a pre-record format where I actually go and do the journey myself. So um, it was a bit of a trial, but it, I think it worked quite nicely. I quite enjoyed it. It was a bit of a, uh, a wander through the annals of time. This is where I grew up, 18 Middle Park. Lovely. Uh, it's the, the local works in Inverurie. And uh, it took us via an old friend as well here, the knackered Pacer prototype. Uh, there's a reason why these never found their way to Scotland properly. Anyway, other than in, in trial form, uh, Simon joined us. Hello, Simon. Uh, episode 36, what exactly is sustainability? It was a good episode. I enjoyed this. Uh, and I think this was probably one of the more satisfying images of what, what a transport hub really can look like. Many, many bicycles. Wonderful. Um, that's Copenhagen. Uh, yeah, very cool. Um then a, 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 a possibly a fan favourite, uh, <laughs> episode 37, why is it so important to tell people that Hyperloop is bad? Uh, people refer back to this quite a lot. I know I haven't done a proper Hyperloop episode yet, but that's because it's, it's kind of petered out. Um, but uh, yes, the, the, the theme of that is just call out gadget bands whenever, wherever and whenever you see them. Just call them out. Call them out. Um, is Japan's new maglev a gadget band? Yes, Tom, it absolutely is. Yeah, definitely. Then we had Lindsay joining us for episode 38, get an e-bike for Christmas. Uh, I mean, there were lots of things that were fun in this one, but I think um, Lindsay's Sinclair uh, <laughs> was a particular highlight. Looking awesome. 
um yeah that's it was a, a good fun episode that and uh i think i i'm you know if, if i got an e-bike i think it will be a a folding e-bike that i'll get Lindsay to make and electrify so uh yeah it was good it was a good episode a pre-christmas episode that one if you like and then ivana abramovich joined us uh for the slab track episode which was again as a brilliant episode ivana's technical knowledge is is fantastic it's unsurpassed she kept correcting me because i kept stacking it it was good it was good fun uh it was a great episode in fact um and here's just this epic image of all of these pre, pre precast pour units all ready to be laid. It's quite cool. I mean, it's very cool, in fact. Uh, love that. Um, oh, it folds. Marley C did, did get an e-bike after the episode, and it folds. Oh, fantastic. Um, is a Sinclair a gadget band? No, it's just uh, it's, it's PRT. It's personal. It's, it's, no, it's micromobility, which is good. Episode 40, we, did, we looked at four fatal derailments that changed my discipline permanent way for good. We looked at we looked at four, but actually we were kind of covering five. So Hither Green, Tattenhall, Ellerskelf, Elgin, and Hatfield we looked at in 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 reasonable detail to understand uh, what went wrong uh, from a from an engineering perspective. Obviously there were kind of operational problems in amongst that, but we talked about the engineering really. That was a good episode. Bonnie Price joined us uh, for our first like, Christmas special. This was fun. So we did a Christmas special, uh, episode forty-one. What do the railways do at Christmas? And we kind of looked in detail at. Uh, so this is a this is a program, and, and we kind of looked in detail at what Christmas feels like when you're on shift. Um, I'd been on shift, I think, the year before, and so this is a this is an uh, an extract from the program of that work. Yeah, from that was twenty eighteen. So, yeah, uh, it's good fun. That I enjoyed that. Um, Episode 42, we got Mr. Priestley back. Uh, Railways versus snow. Uh, again, yeah, I should have flipped those words to, to keep the theme. That's uh, 42, the meaning of life. Episode 42. And we talked about snow, uh, including, of course, the ridiculous GWR jet engine to, to clear snow situation. It was good fun. And then Ros joined us. We had Justin Rosniak. What a boon. The, the all-famous Justin Rosniak joined us to talk about US railroads and the fact that they can actually be pretty good. And uh, and it was this picture, this image, that I think just really nicely summed up that there, there are loads of good things about US railroads. And there's loads of freight stuff in there as well. It's just a great episode. But this image is just like, oh, I just, what a bridge. And I want to be there and experience this. Just, yes, very good. Um, yeah, man it's the good stuff it was a fun episode and obviously anything to do with Ross is good fun because he's a very funny and clever man um yes <laughs> uh, episode 44 we had james bennett on uh james hello uh shout out to you james uh we had uh i'll just keep uh yes there's things going up in the chat room tap me in if you've got a question uh what is the south wales metro uh, this was a great episode a very very popular episode it was a great start to the year and it sort of kicked off the unofficial tradition of having a welsh themed episode to start the year given that it's either the engine uh giving us the theme tune it feels fair and so we, we kind of looked at what the proposals are and understood them and yeah it was a really good episode really really nice deep uh, in-depth exploration and with tfw's blessing as well which is nice so it's nice to have a kind of the blessing of the organization to talk frankly about it I, I i was very very pleased in tfw if you want to come uh, send anyone else to talk about the plans and how they're progressing uh, then please do so um also my client at the moment uh, hello tfw uh, friends <laughs> hi alex so episode 45 ah there we go look it's hauntology uh it is hauntology episode 45 a page turned through the national infrastructure commission's strategic rail links report the rail needs assessment Ouch, is all I can say about that, because uh, they are just all beholden to HM Treasury. And of course, they came up with the proposals uh, that became the IRP. And as we know, based deeply flawed in a deeply flawed way on the ratio of one to one for new long distance capacity to uh, commuting capacity, release commuting capacity, which is wildly 
under a wild underestimation. It's even HS2, their estimations are very, very conservative. Estimated between two and three, you know, double or even triple the release capacity from from free long distance um, passengers or seats. So this was just quite something, <laughs> quite spectacular. Um, very impressed uh, that they managed to screw this up so badly, and then obviously that fed into the IRP, which was a complete, which is a complete screw up. So yeah, ouch. And we talked about uh, railways versus coronavirus, uh, episode forty six. It was just a bit of a Q and A, wasn't it? It's was just to get people's feelings. There's a lot of worry in the industry, and indeed, to be honest, a lot of that has bore, been borne out that the industry is in crisis again, as a result of the Treasury seeing this as an excuse to do what it's always wanted to do, which is just shrink the railway system. So, um, uh, Shaps is in the process of presiding over the larger reduction in services than happened under Beeching. So uh, have fun with that. I hope if it returns, uh, reverse is great. But at the moment, all he's talking about reversing Beeching, and he's actually done a worse. He's done more th- bad things to the railway than Beeching has. COVID is a blip. Climate change is a longer term trend. Was the kind of the theme of that? I think that still holds true very much. Um, oh yes. Uh, episode forty seven. We had Tim back for uh, Architecture two. And um, there's a particular, there's loads of fun stuff in this one, but we looked in the inside of this massive clock, which I think this is Huddersfield, isn't it? Um, yes, I think it is. Uh, and it's just some interesting old, like the old sign, in, like sheets from like 1986 there, <laughs> when it was last checked, which is quite fun. The inspection dates for the, the mechanism. Yeah, really good fun. Good episode. Loved him. Uh, all the 10 episodes are joyous. We need to find an excuse to get Tim on. There's another rail that we were talking about, actually, that he's going to come on and do, but for the future. Ah, now this is a brilliant by a by a order of magnitude, uh, the most popular rail natter episode because the QAnon people found it because they started going off on one about all the QAnon stuff that happens in these tunnels. But it was a brilliant episode. Oh my, Anne is such a great. She was such a great guest, and this whole episode was brilliant. It was like architecture and history and social context. Just honestly, a great episode. One to just have a cup of tea, go back and watch again. Just a brilliant, brilliant episode. I love this episode so much. Um, and here's Craig. Uh, here's Craig, <laughs> uh, just maintaining some of the cars in the in the in the trains that run underneath the the Capitol building. Um, it was out on the back of the 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 invasion of the of the Capitol building by uh, a bunch of right wing fascists. And um, and yeah, uh, but it was inter- it was just a generally very interesting uh, subject, uh, kind of subject matter, and it covered loads of stuff. Just covered so much ground, but it covered so much ground without being super super long as well. It was just a great episode, fantastic episode, loved it. Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks. Hi hi Craig, uh, ciao. Episode forty nine, West Yorkshire Mass Transit. This was a great episode. It was a page turn, so I don't really have a slide for it. It was a page turn, and it was a another very very popular episode. And as we've seen, government has no interest in delivering it. They've promised jam tomorrow with a with with this fifty fifty million pound report looking at whether it's feasible, and that's going to continue to get watered down. It's not even promised; it's just we might give you this if we fancy it. So uh, screw those guys. And then episode fifty was another another friend of the show, John Morgan Christoph joined us. Hi, John. Um, talking about space shuttle rocket boosters. This is a really fun episode. It's not had the viewership that I thought it would. I don't know why. Go back and watch it. It's so good. Um, it's 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 such a fun episode. So much nerdy detail in it. It's great. Go go watch it. It's good. Um, and yeah, there's, there's as I say, lots of very very ner- good solid nerdy detail in there with these ships and the boosters. And yeah, it's great. It's great. It feeds nicely into the um, into the uh, s- space shuttle 
uh, Well, There's Your Problem podcast episode as well. It's good. Mike Asbester joined us, Dr. Mike Asbester, for um, Railway Staff Safety Through Time. Very Another good episode, episode 51. Um, and we went through loads of stuff. You know, we, we looked at victims of incidents and accidents uh, and, and potentially fatal victims of... You know, people who died in accidents as well have been very injured, very badly injured. Um, that was a good episode. Lots of I mean, it's just interesting to bring those parallels into the current railway. So it's, it's not only is it fascinating from a historical perspective, I was spotting some recent stuff about GWR safety practice, and it's just interesting to see the echoes through time. Uh, very interesting. Um, episode fifty-two. It was a celebratory episode of doing a year of this, and here we are, a hundred, nearly, nearly um, fifty episodes later, nearly two years worth of Rail Natter. And uh, yeah, we've got the that was the one year special, and and all of the Patreon supporters joined us. It was it was good fun, wasn't it? Fifty three episode fifty three. Oh, we've got we've got ten minutes left of this episode, which is scary. Episode fifty three. Anyway, it was a page turn through the uh, the Rail for All report. It was a good report. I felt good about that. It was a good page turn. Um, what's interesting to look at is whether um, this it's whether this report has now now that the Greens are in power and indeed are theoretically mostly in control of transport. And they've got a big rail budget now, four plus billion. Is the rail for all report actually happening in full? Any 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 Scottish folks, people who are in Scotland, Scottish Greens folks, can you tell me what is that happening? Is it is it happening? Hmm. Um, every rail now has loads of nerdy detail. Thanks, Adam. Right, we do our best. Toxic Games says there's only a few months until the Leeds Loop Road gets closed and the four lane road outside the station and City Square gets pedestrianised. Is that actually happening? That's fantastic if it is. Brilliant. Uh, that's good. I'm very pleased about that. Um, am I going to split this episode too? No, no, no. We're going for the finish. We're, we're, oh, gosh. We have 50 episodes left. Yeah, that's what you mean. No, we're doing it. We're doing it, folks. Episode 54, The Engineer's Guide to Being a Good Crayon Easter 2. It was another crayons episode. We didn't really learn much in that one. Um, no, because I got distracted and I ended up just looking through the the kind of the North Pennine mainline route, right? That was, that was kind of fun. We looked at that. Uh, episode 55, a, a, a good episode. I think it was a pre-record, but uh, we went into exactly why standard track gauge is four foot eight and a half inches. We looked at that. We 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 that it's, it's we answered the question. We solved it. It's done, folks. There was a, it's some nice detail in there, uh, including actually the bit where I went off on one about the Killingworth Wagonway. It's quite interesting looking at the old route of the Wagonway and seeing how little is left. I, I, I quite enjoyed that bit. Uh, I quite enjoyed doing that bit. And we looked at the Wagonway. And uh, what, the reason I... This this one's good because it's talking about early railways, and I want us to break out the idea that the railways started in the 1800s. They didn't. They started in the 1600s, and I, I want us to explore early railways a bit more, and I think some pre-record rail narrators will do that, maybe do some on-location stuff or go up to some of the early the locations of those early wagonways and understand um, the, the fact that railway history... It's really important, particularly for things like the slave, the implications of slavery on the railways um, and, and the legacy of slavery on the railways. It's really important to... Um, to not think that railways started in the 1800s, because if you if if you break out of that narrative, you start understanding the fact why it starts being like, oh, railways didn't start then. There was a big surge in railways then, and that starts helping you to understand the kind of the cultural and and economic and social reasons why that perhaps happened. Uh, episode 56. Uh, it was a double guest episode. We've not had a double guest episode since. It was a bit it was a bit intimidating because I didn't I wanted. The challenge was making sure that Alistair and Kelly both had equal time to speak, and that was a bit challenging to juggle with with the the bad technology. Also, I, the echo was dreadful at the start because I didn't appropriately silence things in the in the uh, in the chatter. It did work though. It did work once once I fixed the the horrible echo. The technology worked. It was quite good. It was a really good episode. Again, not so many people watched it. Um, like relatively speaking, it was actually it's a really good episode. A really 
informative episode on some of the stuff that we're all really passionate about. Um, CNER is giving us some feedback on um, uh, on what I was asked about earlier. The SNP have retained power over most of transport. Greens have power on active travel and circular economy, but there are specific commitments that um, are trying to be got across the line. Okay, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks CNER. That's good. CNER is the campaign for Northeast Rail, by the way. It has to be said, the new transport minister Jenny Gilruth is a big rail person, so fingers crossed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so the the um the it's basically the the Institute for Government episode, uh, and they they looked at how policy uh, transport policy is made, and it was good to compare how some of the things that are good about UK transport policy, but also lots of the things that are dreadful about UK transport policy. It was it was it was really interesting to compare those, particularly with like the Netherlands and looking at rail modal share. And yeah, it was good. Hmm. I'm talking too much and I've had a yawn and I haven't had any dinner and I don't have any fluid that's all fine though episode 57 what should the Welsh railway map look like this was a legendary episode because we did this stuff didn't we we we, we mapped out the um, we were kind of looking at the my sort of way of modelling what a rail network should look like and, and I want to roll this out to some of the, the, the kind of the, the regions of the UK. We've done Scotland, we've done Wales. The Scottish one I'm going to do again. I'm going to do another revisit of the Scottish one because it, I didn't do such a great job of it. Because uh, I, I, I went into too much detail with the mesh and I, I didn't thin out properly. So we've got some algorithms that have done that work now, um, which the people in the background working on in the in the Discord. Um, is there a rogue apostrophe? Wait, where? Oh, gosh, Yeah. Golly, how did I do that? That's dreadful. Thanks, Peter Tipple. Good grief. That's a disaster. Oof. Wait, what's... Go in here and do this. Ah, oh. That's frightening. I need to... Ah, I literally will save this to solve that problem in the future. Good grief. Um. All right, I just saved that and now it's frost me, yeah. There we go. We're there. We're there. It's fine. Anyway, yeah, we were we were kind of um, drawing out our map, weren't we? It was great. It was great. We had our network map. I just was this through. The, the... Go, go, go. Go on. And um, yeah, this is a good episode. We drew the map. Um, Michael C is asking, do I think the Welsh map would look different if it accounted for places in England too? A, a little, perhaps. A little. I'm definitely going to do the southwest. Thomas Gray, don't worry. Um, this one didn't seem like that long ago, did it? Um, you know, we looked at population areas. We looked at how you'd connect those population areas. Um, so we've got these population areas. Yeah, they're, they're the smallest population area. And then I think uh, momentarily we'll have some lines start appearing. Yeah, there we go. So we looked at how you, you know, you'd, you'd have, here's your here's your kind of um, uh, sort of major center connectivity. Then your sort of uh, large town connectivity or sort of cities, smaller cities connectivity. Then it was the large town connectivity and then it was a small town uh, or even large village connectivity, but sort of small town connectivity. There you go. You can see obviously the valleys have that kind of pretty intense little network going on there. But this is quite, I enjoyed this one. This was a, it, was a, it really, it quite neatly made the case for why, the key thing about this was why uh, the Welsh Network's north-south connector should not be up the coast. It should be uh, along the border. Anyway, it's good stuff. Episode 58 was fun. We collapsed gerard's cross tesco's onto the railway it was good fun uh we we had some nice graphics showing a tesco and a collapsed tunnel we looked at exactly why that collapse had happened so we understood um 
uh, yeah, we looked at exactly how that um, how the work to construct the the tunnel had had resulted in there being that failure. We thought a bit about oversight development more generally. Uh, yeah, it was a good episode that one. I enjoyed that. Uh, David Bumstead, uh, yes, East Anglia. Yeah, we should do East Anglia as well, shouldn't we? Episode fifty nine. We it was actually a very upsetting episode because we looked at Carment. We looked at the report. We had the you know we had drivers in the chat talking about their experience. It was it was a really it was a good episode. It was a bit of a painful episode, and yes, we talked about some some mitigations. So obviously there are operational issues here, and I think the main issues at current were operational. But we looked at some of the mitigating factors that that weren't in place. So for example, derail vehicle retention, like guardrails, didn't they weren't there. And then of course we looked at the fact that um, the HST should basically shouldn't be in regular passenger service anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I, I vigorously don't believe it should be. I stand by that. And we looked at that through some evidence. And uh, in the aftermath, certain people got very excited. I think David Shearer's used to watch the show, doesn't watch it anymore. David, for goodness sake. <laughs> uh, David got very uppity about uh, forces involved in the crash and made a huge fuss about that and decided to, and, and entirely at the expense of concentrating on the actual evidence before us, which is about the fact that these are ancient rolling stock with no modern crashworthiness features. And, and, and when we looked through that, and it, and it was important that we did look through that. Episode 60, why bother with electrification? Well, we looked through the latest rear report. It was a good one, actually. We looked at some detail at that report in which David Shearers had indeed contributed to it. Um, it was a, so uh, David, come back and uh, yeah, <laughs> stop whining. Um, we, we we want you back in the chat to in, input into this stuff. So yeah, very good. Uh, the the re report was excellent. Uh, it was very good. Why bother with electrification? Indeed. Well, because of lots of reasons. Then we looked at um, bus back better. The bus back better report. Another page turn. That is a report which has been binned, uh, or rather, at least Treasury have just gone. That's not happening. We're just not 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 happening, mate. Uh, it's a very good document. Lots of good stuff in there. Actually, I think we agree that it was good. Uh, obviously, that's why Treasury have killed it. Ah, now this was this is another. Oh, there's quite there are quite a few good episodes in amongst all these. The Pacers episode. Doctor Kevin Tennant joined us and explained in very precise uh, and well researched terms why Pacers were bad and saved absolutely nothing. So we looked at the at uh, the costs here. There's a scan. There's quite a lot of copier burn. Uh, a scan here of um, the costs for different units. So the the, the stock that was being replaced, the 108s, and then for half the price of those, the 142s, the Pacers. Uh, 254,000 uh, per annum. The 150s were only 233,000 per annum. That's off the bat. So there we go. So, you know, they were they were just... Paces were rubbish. And then there's other evidence we're looking at, the fact that um, uh, it was fairly rapidly discovered that um, cutting operations on, on sort of rural lines would um, reduce the fleet requirement by... a fairly insignificant amount to the point where it was basically pointless you didn't make any saving so pacers didn't save anything the evidence is there then we looked at william's shaps it was the first of a two-parter and we discovered within william's shaps that uh within both of these one and two um well we discovered all sorts it's quite a complex and detailed exploration uh yeah it was like uh what exactly is great british railways and then what happens next well we found out what happens next which is that uh bad things happen next Oh, and then we looked at the Scottish railway map, and it was the same sort of story, wasn't it? Um, you know, I, I, I was, I'm not so pleased at the result of this one, so I think I might revisit it. But it was, it was still, we, we looked at the structure, we looked at some of the missing things, uh, and, and possibly some of the ways that you connect up locations that, that, are, that are different to what the current network looks like. That were kind of interesting. It was still a great episode, and an excuse to put up that fantastic picture of the fourth bridge as well. 
Then we looked at this is a fun one episode. So fifty five was why um, standard track gauge is four foot eight and a half inches. Then episode sixty six was it why it isn't at four foot eight and a half inches. This is great. I enjoyed this. Um, uh, in reality, standard gauge track is rarely, if ever, four foot eight and a half inches. Oh, weirdly, I didn't four foot eight inches it should be eight and a half inches of uh, standard. But yeah, it's basically explaining why rail by standard track gauge track is rarely yeah. Uh, uh, at this gauge which is fun because it gave us an excuse to explore lots of permanent way stuff so it was a good permanent way episode i enjoyed this one um so the next one we were at rail live it was the first pre-record episode it wasn't too long but it was still a bit long but it was rail live 2021 i enjoyed this one a lot um it was a, a fun episode editing it was a bit of a a bit time-consuming because uh, I'm a bit fussy with editing, as you might have noticed on any of my edited videos. But it was a good episode. It was a fun episode that hopefully you enjoyed watching. And for those who didn't, it's a pre-record, and I looked at lo- and I was out on location. It was the first on-location pre-recorded rail natter, and it was chaos. I looked at all sorts of stuff and said hi to people, and it was very friendly and good fun. And yes, and there's some bonus extra features for the Patreon people. As a reminder, that's all still on YouTube for you to to go and watch. Episode 68, we had Danny Scroggins joining us, talking about uh, the three, three generations of signaling, control, and interlock. And it's a great episode, other than me having to continually um, uh, correct signalman with signaler. <laughs> Danny. Uh, it was a great episode. Danny fantastically explained um, both signaling, control, and interlocking, the three generations of both, very well, including this 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 kind of task, which was really a really good... It was just a fantastic episode. It was a long episode, but it was worth it because it was a great explanation of signaling principles. Really, really good episode. Um, uh, yeah. And then we had Steve, another signaler. We had Steve on, um, signaling design engineer, episode 69. Nice. Um, talking about how to make trains go faster. And my favorite slide of this, I think, was this one. Uh, it was uh, it was this one because it was the and I've used this in my day job quite a lot since actually on some uh, line speed improvement stuff um, and it was uh, uh, we do we have overrun time yes it is now two minutes past eight I'm sorry everyone uh, we had one mile uh, at fifty miles an hour is four minutes and one mile at forty mile an hour is one and a half minutes and then we showed that the high speed stuff the difference between one hundred and twenty one hundred twenty five miles an hour you're saving the same amount, except that you need 20 miles of upgrades at the high speeds and only one mile of upgrades at the low speeds. And I, let me tell you, I have been utilizing this knowledge on line speed improvement work for TFW, high TFW. Uh, I'm going to just say that. I've been doing that. Um, and uh, to great benefits compared to the previous reports that concentrated on lots of high speed, at lots of like, oh, we're going to incre- desperately increase speeds up from up to 75 miles an hour or 90 miles an hour. No point. Just increase everything up to 50 or 60 and solve all the slow stuff and you make serious savings. Anyway, episode 70, reopening the Great Central is no alternative to HS2. In fact, what we kind of concluded in the Great Central episode is another, it's a bit like the Woodhead episode. It was a, it was a big red flag episode. Um, Jack Elliott. Yeah, it was a great episode, that one. But the it was like, uh, ignore all the, it was ignoring all the stuff. And we, actually, we looked at what would reopening the Great Central actually look like. And we realized that, oh, oh good grief. Good grief. Let me just do this and do this. Uh, and also, I'm just going to scan down and make sure there's no more dang animations in the rest of this. There's not. There's also a lot of slides, though. So uh, let's keep going, shall we? Oh, we are going to get there. Uh, we worked out that basically HS2 is what re- reopening the Great Central Mainline would look like. It's it's not that it's a, not a good alternative. HS2 is, is, that is what the Great Central Mainline being reopened would look like. Um, well, then we had Ian Kitt joining us to have a historical look at what happened to all the freight, but actually a really good data-driven episode. Um, lots of fun stuff. This 
this uh, slide here with this little graph it's probably like the most bleak you know you just see freight just disappearing down passengers rising but freight no recovery yeah, that's partly because we don't move as much bulk stuff around the country anymore coal and steel particularly but it is still quite a bleak um i think it's not quite as bleak anymore there it's it's climbing a little uh thanks to intermodal but it's 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 a bit bleak we should be moving a lot more by freight really oh another two-parter it was the the the, the uk's transport decarbonisation plan it's another classic page turn episode 72 and we it's which we concluded that we desperately needed to abolish the treasury because the report was hopeless uh, in between the two parts, though, we looked at electrifying motorways and whether it was a good idea. And we looked at a load of... So we looked at some things. We looked at the fact that um, the chronic priority needs to be in getting HGV emissions down. And that that was that was, that was one thing. And we were looking at relative differences in, in emissions between um, uh, rail and road. The fact that annual HGV emissions are the equivalent to 1.4 high-speed twos a year, which is pretty spectacular. Um, and then we looked at some of the problems of why it was a stupid idea, such as engineering skills, carbon intensity, lack of drivers, speed of infrastructure, all that, unknown total system versus known total system, speed of road versus rail vehicle upgrade, funding model unwritten and untested, does nothing for urban logistics, and the fact that it's incentivizing the status quo. All of those issues, you know, no biggies. Um, and then we looked at the, maybe the key bigger problem with electrifying road is that electrification of rail enables modal shift. Electrification of road embeds modal stasis. So uh, we decided, we concluded that actually electrifying roads is a bad thing. Um, fine, do some trials, but actually it's a bad idea. Shouldn't do it. Demons, I know that you are, uh, so long, you, you're just kind of a logic of like, it's electrification, it's good. And in a way, yes, and the technology kind of works fine. And I'm glad you sent me to look at the one in, in uh, Sweden. It was interesting and, and very useful for this episode. But fundamentally, I think that given the UK and the state of the UK, it's a bad idea. And then it was the two-parter, uh, the other half of the Transport Decarbonisation Plan, episode 74, uh, and we still concluded that we needed to abolish the Treasury, of course. Ah, oh, and we had a lovely, a lovely sort of mouthwash after that, a lovely sort of breath of fresh air, which was Bessie Matthews joining us. Um, Bessie now driving freight trains on the mainline. Uh, very exciting stuff. But it was Bessie's ballast, and we were looking at Bessie, and I just looked at uh, uh, the amount that Bessie raised for Samaritans, uh, and looking at just the wonderful art and just how much of an absolute joy. Uh, it was just a joyous episode. Bessie's just lovely, and it was just a great episode. Um, lots of fun. Um, just terrific. Just a, a lovely, lovely, lovely. Another the, the episodes where we look at arty stuff are pretty rate pretty highly on my um, makes sparks joy uh, kind of rankings. It's good stuff. And then another pre-record, uh, on location pre-record, um, episode 76, uh, we looked at this epic site where they're, they're kind of uh, building Britain's longest railway tunnel. We looked at how they're doing it, and we looked at the this huge sort of uh, landing area for, well, not just a landing area for the tunnels, but landing area for the big viaduct going the other way as well. Um, and we, uh, yeah, so we looked at these, uh, looked at the whole site. I plodded around it pretty extensively. It was good fun. Um uh, Richard Smith, passenger journey times and the benefits reducing them, especially for revenue, ridership, social benefit, is something the whole industry just does not get. Um, uh, so all sorts of things. So, yeah, it's true, but also the industry doesn't get. Well, it does. The thing is, they do talk a lot about reducing journey times at the expense of everything else. Uh, so I, I have mixed feelings on that one, Richard. I, I know what you're driving at, though. Um, so yes, here is 
Yes, exactly. David Shepard, one of the problems with calculations of journey times is that missing a train can radically increase journey times if you don't have frequency. Hashtag frequency is freedom. Just going to put it out there. Anyway, that was. I enjoyed this episode a lot. Go watch it if you haven't, because it was uh, it was tremendous fun, and there are several gags in there, and I like doing editing gags. They're my favourite kind of gags, so go in and watch it. Thunderbirds features. And then another, another rapid-fire pre-record. This is a misleading thumbnail, because this is from that famous... Famous? Infamous? Video of me and Tim and David just cruising around the museum and being very pleased with ourselves. But uh, episode 77 was whether I could natter for an hour in the Railway Museum North Shed. You're all like, obviously you can. I did this for real, and um, the result was far closer than I'd have liked it, liked it to be. Um, and it would have been very embarrassing if I'd reached the end and, and found out in the edit that I hadn't reached an hour because of some of the phone fail shenanigans that occurred. So... Um, uh, oh, Richard Smith is saying, Richard, uh, Smith is saying uh, generalized journey time, which includes wait time. Yeah, good point. Um, so uh, that was good fun. I enjoyed that. and It's a good tour. If you want to go and find things, you can go and find where they are in the North Shed, in the so that what was called the warehouse in the Rail Museum. You can go and find them based on this as a navigation aid. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good episode for that sort of thing. 78 was another beaching episode. It was a page turn through the first beaching report. Um and it was a good episode. We we covered a lot. And again, we concluded to stop referencing Beeching. But also, more importantly, we said, actually, Beeching did a lot of good things. Beeching modernised the railway in lots of good ways. He gave us the, the, the double arrows. He Lots of very, very good things um, that I... Uh, so it was stop referencing Beeching in the way that, that people do, um, hence the asterisk. And this is, a, this is a very popular episode, episode 79, looking at why there isn't an HS1, HS2 link and considering what it might look like if there was one that was useful. And one of the things we looked at was, the, was, was what the um, potential interchange between King's Cross and St Pancras uh, could have been, with the underground uh, platforms running through, what that could have looked like. Um, and I, I have to say, I'm eternally depressed that this wasn't built this way, because if it had been... It would have been fantastic. <laughs> it would have been uh, very, very good. Yes, they'd have bulldozed a load of buildings they shouldn't have, and they should have. But that was partly because we didn't have as sympathetic a, an approach to design as we do nowadays. We could have probably done a better job of it had we designed this as the as the terminus for um, HS1 and then built HS2 up northwards from it. You know, this what could have been. You know, what could have been. Good episode. Episode 80, we got Gary back. Gary joined us, and we did go through the book this time. We went through the book and looked at it in, in some nice detail. The fantastic overhead line electrification for railways. The ultimate guide to railway electrification. Um, yeah. Best explanations of OLE I've ever read, OLE, says an OLE systems engineer. David Horn, great to see the latest edition. Uh, lovely David. We need to get David Horn on for a rail natter. David Horn, lovely David Horn. It'd be nice to have you joining us for an episode. That'd be great. Um, yeah, uh, episode 81, oh, another fantastic. Chris Valcoinen joined us um, to talk about the history of technical drawing. Very interesting episode. It's fantastic. Um, Mike Walder just saying, lots has moved since that episode. There was a few of us found before the episode 100 recording. Oh, really? Oh, I see. And, and people couldn't find the burger box. Oh, crikey. Sorry, Michael C. Um, I think this image is one of my favourites, is, is the women on the drawing boards with their massive desks and just working away on the, these drawings. Um, it's really cool. Uh, it's just it's just a really kind of interesting, kind of vividly interesting image of, of 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 something that feels quite familiar and yet quite. I mean, they're very socially distanced there. Let's let's put it that way. And then the, we came round another year has passed the skills gap episode again. Skill skills gap. What skills gap two with George Shilka of uh, of uh, young rail professionals. And um, we kind of went through looking at all the problems. We, we were kind of a bit more cynic, kind of critical. We went through and looked at all the challenges we've got. Um, uh, we're looking at sort of all the challenges that we need to overcome 
Uh, you know, the only way to overcome their challenges is to actually list them off and understand them in the first place. So we're looking at inflation, you know, wage inflation, the percentage of current workforce being female, lots of these challenges that we have in the industry. It was, it was a good episode, that one. Uh, they don't get a huge, rider, uh, huge viewership, the, the, the skills episodes, but they are very important. Uh, it's worth going back. If you're, if you're in any way interested in the industry and, and the challenges in the industry, it's a good, they're good episodes to watch. Episode 83 was uh, how do you fit bigger trains on the British Railway Network? It was the Yorkshire Terminals gauging episode. That was good fun. I enjoyed this one. Um, we got to explore this hole, and I got to explain what this spade is for. So it's a good, it's a fun episode. Go go back and watch that one. It, it it ran a bit long, but it was a it was a really fun detailed one that I'd recommend. It was just you know it's, it's me talking about a project I've done, so I got to talk in a great detail about it. And then the next one was another thing that I care very deeply about. It was um we will do a proper history of the Selby diversion in an episode, but this was sort of included a bit of that. But it was off the back of the of my appearance on architecture in in series three actually wasn't it episode 84 why isn't high speed one britain's first high speed line and we talked about the selby diversion you know the options for it so some nice nice graphics there showing the different options for the selby diversion and uh, and of course the old image which is weirdly my desktop picture on that same very desktop very strange um uh yes the uh this colton junction obviously famous lovely colton junction um oh so episode 85 a chaotic history of the early crossroad proposals. This is a fun one. We got John Elledge back, actually, which is great. John was here plugging his book. Uh, it's a good book. I uh, recommend getting it. It's good. It's purple. It looks very nice. Um, rail matter. Uh, crossrail. The, the collision. We'll do more crossrail stuff. But it was interesting, not least for these kind of maps, showing the potential networks that there might have been. And sort of the fact that it, it went down to Ebbsfleet and then didn't. And then the fact that it was supposed to do more stuff coming out of Paddington and now doesn't. It, it, was, it was interesting. It was, it was really interesting looking at the looking at the different bits, different, um, different, comparing the different proposals. Yeah. Uh, Cam Wright, I cheekily cited the Selby Diversion episode in an essay for my master's. Ha! Good. If you can cite rail matter, then great, do it. All for that. Episode 86, Railways versus Climate Change, which was kind of a bit of a Q&A. We just sort of opened it up, didn't we? But this slide, uh, UK uh, potential annual GHG emission savings. It's a bit of a depressing one because it's like, if you fully decarbonise rail with a snip, snap of your fingers, ow, my knuckles are not quite right since i fell and staved on my fingers there we are there's a click um that gets saves 3.6 million tons of co2 a year 10 percent modal shift towards rail saves nearly 10 million tons of co2 equivalent a year but the impact of the fuel duty freeze last year was twice that again 18 million tons of co2 equivalent put into the atmosphere purely because of the fuel duty freeze absolutely bonkers um Yes, uh, Matt Reed. After the Selby, after the diversion, did Selby suffer with train services? Uh, possibly, yeah. Um, Richard Smith, am I planning anything around the cross cross Liz Purple uh, Line Rail opening? Um, yeah, yes, probably. I'd like to be da- I'd like to be on kind of one of the early trains. Yeah, definitely. It'd be good fun to to kind of do some cross rail stuff. But I don't want to. I'd, I'd find myself. I, there's a chance I find myself repeating stuff that Jeff will be doing. So. Yeah, I I don't want to tread on other people's toes. Essentially, with that is that I'd probably end up being quite repetitive, but maybe you know maybe I'd have my own perspective on it. I've worked on bits of crossrail, so I, you know I can talk about some of the physical engineering that's happened. I've been down in the tunnels and stuff, so that could be interesting. 
Maybe I could maybe do a bit of a presentation about when I went down in them and talk about how that was. Um, and we got Tim back for Tim three episode eighty seven, which was which was nice. Tim kind of went back through some of the the, the one and two episodes, which I think because he was absolutely exhausted and had maybe forgotten that he had. But it was fine because we kind of gave a slightly different perspective on them. Um, but it was also very nice to kind of go through each of the episodes and kind of recall what uh, the point of it was a bit of a we did it deliberately really because it's a it's a celebration of the fact there have been thirty episodes of architecture. I really hope it comes back for a fourth series. Um, Secrets is great, but I as a non Londoner, I, I love the tube. It's great. There's loads of fascinating history, but architecture is is just a bit broader. It feels like it looks at more things, and it, it it's 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 got more scope for different stories, more diverse. I mean, more diverse stories in terms of different places around around Europe and and the world, and and indeed the UK. So yeah, um, I, I do I have to I, I do prefer architecture to to secrets. I have to be honest. But uh, there we are. That's nice, isn't it? All these different episodes of Tim looking pleased, and I can't believe they still possibly have me as the thumbnail for the Bishopstone episode. <laughs> it's so strange. Anyway, there we are. Um, that was it. Three series of architecture. Go watch them if you haven't. They're wonderful. Look at happy Tim there in his... In a scarf that um, uh, Fr Francis Bourgeois has uh, been wearing to things. Francis, step off Tim's turf. <laughs> There's a line in the sand there and not treading on Tim's scarf turf is that line. Give Get rid of the scarf. Wear a different scarf. Uh, don't wear Tim's scarf. <laughs> It's Tim's. Look, you can see because it's in all of these episodes. It's Tim's scarf. <laughs> anyway, episode eighty-eight. Why is the eastern leg of HS two its most important section? Well, this was a bit of a oh look, they've got rid of all that episode, wasn't it? Pretty depressing episode, uh, particularly in light of what we know from the IPPR, uh, looking at the necessary additional investment needed in transport. Remember, twelve billion pounds a year extra needed to be spent in the UK on transport. Twelve billion a year. Um, how about interviewing crossrail engineers with all the weird stuff they have to deal with? Yeah, we're definitely going to get architects in to talk about it because I think that's interesting. Perhaps a joint pre-recorded crossrail opening episode with Jeff. Um, oh, thanks, Mercy and Studios, saying two of the most interesting railways people. Yeah, maybe we could do that. It could be fun. Talk about It could be that I go down and talk about some of the engineering with Jeff, talk about what I did. Yeah, could do. Also, hashtag abolish the treasury, obviously, is something we learned from the... Uh, the irp episode Ugh. actually this wasn't the irp episode it was the it was the why the eastern leg of hs2 is its most important section episode the next episode episode 89 was the irp episode and um hateful absolutely hateful there they are sunak gilligan johnson chaps just hateful uh, anyway, episode 90, Railways versus Leaves. This is an episode relevant to our buff stop episode because we were talking a bit about the Enfield Town uh, uh no, we were talking about Salisbury. What am I on about? We talked about Salisbury. I'm getting getting confused with myself. We talked about Salisbury, and we actually broke down some. Of the, we talked a bit about the science. We talked a bit about the physics going on with friction at the railhead. Um, there we are, and um, and we kind of came up with the solutions, which were number one, uh, reduce risk from low adhesion events. Number two, improve adhesion at the railhead. Number three, avoid leaves reaching the rails in the first place, i.e., chop the damn trees down. Well, interestingly, I've just written and submitted a piece for Rail about trees and railways, so um, that should be interesting reading. And I, I, admittedly, it's it's a, quite a lot more of a nuanced position than this. But when it comes to leaf fall, yeah, we, there's a lot of places where trees just need felling. They're just overgrow. They're just like forty-year-old weeds. We're getting there, folks. We've only got nine episodes left, and we're only... It's going to be an hour and a half episode, isn't it? Oh, good grief. Episode 91, a page turn through the UCR, the Union Connectivity Review. We, um... There he is, looking very pleased. 
the 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 de facto boss of the whole railway. Sorry, Andy Haynes, but it's 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 Peter Hendy. Let's face it. Um, there he is. Very he is very pleased. Uh, a lot of time for if 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 ever we could, it'd be nice to get Sir Peter Hendy on as a guest. But uh, yeah, he's much more of a political operator than I am, and and sometimes it means he says things I disagree with. But behind the scenes, as we said before, behind the scenes. Lots of me, I have to think that actually he, he does have the railway's best interests at heart. He is clearly navigating his way through some stuff. Anyway, we talked about why the Union Connectivity Route exists and we talked a bit about it and the political context um, of why it exists. And, 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 and the fact that I feel like it's a missed opportunity. There's a big missed opportunity there to talk about modal shift on each of these corridors and they just didn't, didn't do that. The, the, you know, Sir Peter Hendy personally didn't do it, but also the, the data behind it wasn't there to provide that back, back up. Um, episode 92, another another on-location pre-record. That was good fun, wasn't it? We did the Warrington Dive Under, where we looked through the same view, but just in reverse uh, two times. I should have done the cab view in the other direction, but anyway, I didn't have that chance because I didn't get that cab footage. I thought I did, but I didn't. But anyway, um, we looked at the Warrington Dive Under. We looked at the construction of it. Uh, yeah, it was good fun. It was just it was basically it was me on a day on a dally with them um, with Tim going through it. But it gave me a chance to explain what it is and what it's for. It was good. I enjoyed that. And then we got into our holiday special. Actually, we're not quite... This wasn't quite a holiday special, was it? This was like the penultimate holiday special. We looked at the official Rail Nafta Top 10 classic railway films, uh, episode 93. Uh, cheekily, the Cassandra Crossing wasn't on that list, even though it's there in the background. But we looked at all these films, 10 fantastic films, um, all good fun. Uh, yeah, that was... that was, that was was Yeah. Um, that was, I, I enjoyed this episode. It was quite fun to to kind of... Um, to go through all of them like this. It was, it was, it was nice. And... Um, while I'm here, I'm just going to whiz in and just copy paste a thing. There we go. And um, if you liked film-related things, there's a new thing on the on the channel. An engineer watches. It's a new series that might or might not. Well, I think I probably will do a few more. Uh, it didn't take too long. Um, but I look at the Mission Impossible train channel helicopter chase and break it down from an engineering perspective. And there are already things that I've did that I missed in this that people have pointed out. Not least the fact the train's on the wrong track running through to um, towards the channel. But anyway, that will we'll, for another time but anyway yeah it's uh yeah it's uh i enjoy that it's a, it's a video it's half an hour long go watch it enjoy um uh yes i i i do buzzers if you if you enjoy the ping buzz situation then you can go and watch that as well episode 94 we really did get into christmas specials again now episode 94 was 10 of the world's most edible looking railway stations with the brilliant emily turner emily nearly burnt well we, we there was flame and and fire uh on live on the episode down down the down the view screen so uh yeah if you want to experience that then go for it um it was a very fun episode we both got quite drunk and enjoyed looking at edible stations <laughs> and then dr dt joined us and um it was a really nice interesting history hi like history data episode actually it was brilliant it wasn't just edwardian style we looked at victorian era quite a lot in fact we looked at the uplift in traffic across the different um uh across the different operators through London um, in the week before Christmas for, for, for a given year. And it showed that there's a lot of people traveling long distance before uh, Christmas. Uh, it was just, very, just lots of stuff like this, really interesting data stuff. Dr. DT, legend. Rebecca Williams, uh, Rebecca Williams, Rebecca Wilkes, sorry, sorry, Becca. Uh, Becca joined us talking about the Ronda line. Uh, a great episode, a fantastic episode, really interesting going through. It's good to get political context, good to get the experiences of people perception of rail so that we as people who can make change happen in the rail industry remember that, that, that this is it's about people and 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 goods but also but for a lot of people you know that particularly for passengers it's their experience is the most important thing 
and and we have to think about that when we're specking stuff. Um, and we talked about the politics was very interesting, particularly the section on Cardiff versus Westminster was well worth uh, listening to, because it was also a good prep for this episode, episode ninety seven about HS two benefiting Wales. Um, and yeah, we, in this one we were kind of like in Scotland. Uh, for Scotland, Westminster predicts HS two benefits, but gives Scotland a ten billion consequential. For Wales, Westminster predicts no HS2 benefits or even disbenefits, but it calls HS2 an England and Wales project and gives Wales no consequential. So it's just talking about how political this stuff is. Like, there's no science behind it. Barnet consequences are nonsense. Like, there's no, like, government does as it pleases, basically. Um, and, and essentially, we're coming up with, you know, don't use treasury rules to argue the case for changing treasury rules because you're going to come up proper. We're getting there. This is another great episode. Samir joined us to talk about the collapse of Carillion. This is a, just, these are... The, the, these are, they're, they're a run of quite good episodes. Rail, they're quite a good load, good load of rail, good rail matter episodes. I'm quite proud of it as a thing. They're, these are good. This is a fun one. And we looked at why the hell Carillion collapsed. We looked at its impact. We looked at the plonkers who were ultimately responsible for its collapse. And we looked at some of those deeper issues at play. You know, the idea that government, successive governments of different colours have convinced themselves that they can build and maintain society cheaper than it actually just costs to build and maintain society. And they do that by outsourcing sort of reality, like basically outsourcing reality uh, to these organizations who just kind of, kind of basically just bend finances to try and succeed. And invariably, they're just going to collapse, as Carillion did. Oh, and funny that, abolish the treasury. And we got to our 100th episode, episode 99. Look at that. The good and bad ways to stop errant trains. None of you thought, it, well, lots of you thought it wasn't coming, but it was, and it was in support of your, oh, actually, let's just remind ourselves. It was in support of your LGBT forum. Let's remind ourselves of some of the highlights. Of course, it's these Class 31s um, being yeeted off the end of a funny little concrete plinth. Very strange. Yeah, it was to raise money for York LGBT forum. And um, actually, I, in, on the episode, I said I'd raise £261.12, but actually, I hadn't included me and Dina's fee, and I don't think I'd included Matt Matt's fee. Hi, Matt. Um, in there. So... Um, Actually, having upgraded that, it went up to 291, so I just rounded it up to 300. Uh, so 300 quid has gone to York LGBT Forum. I think it's not bad. I'll continue to round it up to the nearest 100 or the nearest 10, depending on where it ends up, um, for future episodes that are in person. But there is going to be another one of these. It's going to be in York. Um, I don't know what the theme is, but it might end up being on the movable bridges. I don't know what it'll be. Suggestions for what you want that, um, uh, what you want the next in-person episode to be but there's pre another another in-person episode is going to be happening it'll probably be happening in uh maybe may time april may time so i don't want it to be too soon i don't want to do them too often because no one will attend but i'll maybe do two or three of those a year um and uh yeah it'll be it'll be coming up soon so keep an eye out for that 300 quid to york lgbt forum lovely and there we go we're back to now a hundred episodes. This is episode one hundred and one. Well, this is the hundred first episode. It's episode one hundred, and, and we've we've done it. We've we've summarised them all. Was that useful? Um, oh, uh, yeah. The history of railways in Europe. That's probably quite an interesting one. Yeah, we kind of covered that in a in a previous episode. In actually, in one of the the game live streams. But uh, yeah, uh, the in person rail matters are brilliant. They were a lot of fun. We had a huge amount of fun. Loads of people getting involved. It was great. Let's go big face briefly, shall we? Oh. Here we are. I'm very hungry and my brain is melted and I'm very thirsty as well because I don't have any liquid here. I could eat some chocolate, but uh, probably best not to do that. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, that was fun, wasn't it? Uh, I think that we kind of... What, what time is it? One hour twenty. Let's get in before the hour and a half. Okay, let's get rid of my big face. 
Um, yes, I've had a haircut, everyone. <laughs> also, I'm dressed as my father today. Dad does this. He has the weird double collar thing and a t-shirt underneath, usually. Yeah, so uh, Eco Pete, shout out. Let's go back to this. So, uh, this ep- podcast, this episode, everything about this is available on all good podcasting platforms. And I mostly keep it up to date. I do it myself now, uh, which means it, I, I kind of know it's happening. I think it works, uh, and it's all centralized in one place. I need to, if I do a trailer, I will also then back put that trailer onto Spotify and, and other places that need a trailer, um, a nice thirty second trailer. So yeah, do send in your suggestions for bits that are your favorite um, uh, of of the episodes. Uh, Sean McDonald says, "Thanks for this summary. I think I'm going to go to, uh, going to need to watch some older episodes." Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of episodes that I've even I've forgotten about that I think I will go back and watch because even though I've been the host of said episode, I forget stuff in them and I learn stuff in them, not just the the guest ones, but even some of the ones that I've just done as me. I kind of remind myself of things. So um, yeah, uh, do and as I say, yeah, please send your uh, rail natter will tour the UK. The next one's at York. The one after that will be in Cardiff, by the way, just as an FYI, and that will be before the end of the year. So there's going to be one more York one and a Cardiff one before the end of the year. You heard it here first. Um. Yes. So, podcast. Thanks to all the audio-only listeners. Feedback always welcome. Um, oh, and also everyone, yeah, do send in your uh, your trailer suggestions. Oh, and also any suggestions, do record them in the... So if, if, you've, if you, there are some suggestions happening here in the chat, they might get lost. Do go into the Discord server if you're a Patreon person and put them into the polls channel so that they get collected. Um, talking of which, yes, Patreon people, patreon.com slash Gareth Dennis, you are the ones who get to, to pick future episodes. I know it doesn't seem like this. I know the relationship between you picking them and me making them happen is kind of chaotic, but they it, it does influence heavily what I'm I'm steering. It, it it pushes me to source guests for the ones that are at the top of the list. So um, it very much is value. And, and all of you give really good feedback on the episodes. It's always, always very useful and, and on other stuff as well. Um, merch uh, from Masquet. I need to get an Abolish the Treasury um, uh, mug on the go. Uh, that'll be the next mug. But yeah, also do suggest <laughs> if you want merch, new merch other than the mask and the mug, do tell me. Um, paypal.me slash Gareth Dennis to just chuck pennies and abuse at me. Uh, GarethDennis.co.uk slash Discord is where all the good stuff happens. The, the YouTube chat continues. Um, oh, yeah, a, a reminder that this exists. I made this. Go watch it. Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's a fun little thing. Regular, just a, a bit of YouTube content. I'll probably do more of these. But, yeah, make suggestions for not whole films, but sections of films that have trains in them. If you want me to do a little engineering review of them, make, make that suggestion. Um, and then next week, next week is, this is why I was getting Williams confused in my head, Jen Williams, Jennifer Williams is joining us. In fact, this is, it's happened. Uh, we recorded it. Uh, we recorded it on Monday night. Episode 101, the 102nd episode. Will the government get away with the rail betrayal? It's a, it's a good episode. We look, talk a lot about politics. There's some fun uh, diagrams in there about betra- uh, project betrayals in the North. You'll enjoy that. Um, so, uh that's going to be a good one. Tune in. It's a pre-record, but uh, do tune in for the chat. I'll, I'll um, possibly be in the in the YouTube, keeping up to date with the with the chat because I think I'm going to be travelling that day and then I'm away for a for a long weekend. Yeah, that's all all that good stuff. Let's go back to Big Face. Here we are. Like, uh, golly gosh, that's it. It's the end of the episode. We're 29 seconds over the hour and a half. Whoops. Um, there's there's a few questions, but um, oh. Uh, various Memnonia's uh, takeaway from watching all these real narratives various ism 
Gareth is, I'm sorry. Entering your daily language, including Crikey Mikey. Oh, sorry. Uh, I need to do some collaboration with the White Wicks. Absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, Richard Smith, on US TV, it's usually the case that once a show has got 100 episodes, uh, reruns can be sold syndicated to local TV stations and the creators to make dollars. So congrats. Hmm? There we go. We've reached syndication point. <laughs> Who are we going to sell it to? I don't, I don't, and I will continue not to monetize these. Some of them have adverts on them because I've done a copyright, a gentle copyright breach. Like, for example, uh, the, the, the film one did, and also, what was the last one that did? I think possibly the last one did as well, because it had clips from Thames. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. From my merch store, can I do an audio card that has Beeching written on the front that plays a klaxon when you open it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, okay. Um, Gareth for QI Trains episode next season. Oh, yeah, do it. Make, make those suggestions to BBC producers um, or Endemol or whoever it is who is the producer, production company for that. Have I seen the removable OHLE? OLE, OLE, it's not OHLE, it's OLE. Have I seen the removable OLE wires in the unloading sign in Wellingborough that Noel... I did, I saw him tweeting it on Twitter, yes. Um, Michael C, YouTube puts ads on a bunch of your videos, uh, despite you not wanting it to. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd, YouTube has the power. We do not have the power. I'm going to go and get some food. Everyone, 100 episodes. I didn't even have a popper or anything that I can show it other than go, yeah, woo. But uh, thank you, everyone. It wouldn't exist without you, in the chat particularly, but also everyone who watches. Um thanks and i will continue to do them as long as i can if anyone people occasionally ask me what are the plans for the future and will real to die it might at some point probably i mean definitely when i do well maybe not who knows someone might pick up the mantle some apprentice of some kind a little padawan but uh i have no plans to end it anytime soon um i will yes adblock removes out youtube ads i don't I, I watch youtube on chrome because i have adblock and it gets rid of all the ads yes um Here's to many more. Here's too many more indeed. I'm going to hold up this lovely masket mug with Regional Railways logo on it. It's a lovely mug. Look at that. Cracking stuff. Uh, because the Railnet one is somewhere else. Also the Regional Railways mask. All the Regional Railways stuff. <laughs> Thanks, masket. Thanks, everyone. You've all been great. I'm going to go and eat some food. And I'll see you in uh, two weeks' time for the next live one. Um, which is going to be an interesting one. But we'll get there. Anyway, I'm going to... Did my forehead go behind the big face? It does. Yeah, look, that's clever, isn't it? Imagine if it went behind. Imagine if my forehead was in front of it. That'd be strange. Right, enough waffle. Cheerio! Cheerio! Cheerio!